Hey everybody, and welcome to The Lead, a podcast about content marketing brought to you by Copyblogger Media. I'm Jared Morris, the director of content for Copyblogger Media, and here's what you can expect from this show. We're going to be posting new episodes every other Friday. You can listen at copyblogger.com, you can download the MP3, or you can go to copyblogger.com slash lead and subscribe via iTunes. And episodes will be posted in easily digestible 10 to 15 minute chunks, always including specific tips, tricks, and hacks that you can take and implement immediately. Basically, if you want to get a content marketing education during your drive to work, while you're working out, or while you're walking your dog, this podcast is the way to do it. To begin, we're going to discuss copywriting. And here to help me with that today is my co-host Damian Farnworth, Copyblogger's chief copywriter. Now, before we jump right into today's topic, make sure you go check out the infographic that we published on January 2nd, designed by Copyblogger's uber-talented lead designer, Rafal Tomal. Go to copyblogger.com slash ingredients to view it now. The infographic shows the 11 essential elements that every blog post needs. In our first series here on The Lead, Damian and I are going to break down each one of these elements, one by one. We'll start today discussing how to craft magnetic headlines. So Damien, let me turn it over to you now. What do you think is the most essential element for a magnetic headline? Uh, well, I think the most essential element of a magnetic headline is, of course, making a promise, some kind of benefit. And uh, whenever we talk about copywriting, um, at least I usually talk uh, about formulas that I use. And um, one of the formulas that uh, I like a lot in creating content, particularly um, sales letters and blog posts is the four P's and the four P's says promise, uh, paint the picture, um, proof, and then uh, push. But it's that first part, that promise part that's we're talking about right now where we talk about a headline. And um, so you want to make a promise or some kind of benefit in the, in the headline. Uh, and of course, you have to know who your audience is in order to make that promise, make an appropriate promise for that a particular reader to capture their attention. Of course, that's what you're trying to do is capture someone's attention. Um, so you do that with a promise that relates to them. And uh, so speaking of formulas for writing headlines, one of my favorite and probably uh, best used is what they call the four U's. And that amounts to a headline that is ultra-specific, that is unique, that is urgent, um, and one that is useful. So, for example, say um, we want to write an article about how to wash dishes. That's not a very... So you're making a promise. that you're, The promise is you're, you're going to um, show someone how to wash dishes, but you're not making a very unique, ultra-specific, um, or urgent headline. So you could change that by saying how to wash dishes with vinegar. And so you've added an element of uniqueness. That's not something that's uh, possibly uh, as well known. Um, but you want to take it a step forward and make it urgent. You can say how to wash dishes using vinegar before you get cholera. And so now you've put some urgency on there, right? So you have the... Um, uh, threat of death or threat of major <laughs> illness. And then finally, if you wanted to make it ultra-specific, so it's useful, not since it's useful, it's unique and um, it's urgent. And if you wanted to take it a step further and make it ultra-specific, you would say four ways to wash dishes with vinegar before you get cholera. So now you have an ultra-specific, unique, urgent, and useful headline. 
And so the more use that you can, so the goal is to get as many of those use into your headline as possible. It's not always possible to get all four. Like sometimes you might not be able to squeeze it urgent in there. Um, but if you can get three of them in there, that's great. And um, one common question that I always get when I talk about the four U's, and particularly about urgency, is like, how, how do you make something urgent? And the, uh, there's two two ways that you can do that. One is sort of put a deadline on it. So as if, say, you know, order this um, dishwashing guide before you know, limited quantities, that sort of thing is before we run out of uh, copies, before the deadline ends, that sort of thing is urgent. And the other piece of urgency is that idea that I mentioned with the, the uh, original thought was this idea of death, some sort of something, something bad is going to happen to you if you don't act now, or you're going to miss out on something good. So that's the four U's. Yeah. And I think your advice really echoes the advice of one of the more uh, renowned and respected voices on headlines, which is David Ogilvy, someone that we've written about a lot on Copyblogger. And of course, his quote in the book Ogilvy on Advertising is, the headlines which work best are those that promise the reader a benefit. And I think sometimes it's really, it's one of the more easy things to remember about headlines. And it's one of the most oft overlooked because you see headlines a lot of times that try and be cute or that try and involve clever wordplay or, you know, try and be purposefully vague, you know, thinking that that might draw more clicks. But what draws the most clicks and gets the most conversions are headlines that promise a benefit. And again, to echo what you said, specific is better than vague. And I thought a great example of this was a headline that Sonia had on her post uh, at the end end of, of 2013, which was the New Year's writing resolution you can actually keep. And there are so many reasons why I like this headline. Uh, you know, for one, it's specific. You know, she doesn't just say the New Year's resolution you can keep. It's the writing resolution, right? Who is our audience? Our audience is, is writers. And so, you know, she's got that in there, the writing resolution to help separate it from all the other resolutions you're going to see. And then, of course, the promise we always, you know, we think about resolutions and of course we always think about, oh, people don't keep their resolutions and that's a big theme around the end of the year. Well, this is the, re the resolution that you can actually keep. So there's a, you know, a specific promise and a specific benefit that you know when you come to this headline or when you come to this post that you're going to get. So, you know, we've talked now about some of, of the elements that a headline needs to have. What are some of your tips or best practices for actually writing the headline? Uh, yes, yeah, so that's a good question. Um, so the process is really just, you know, it be begins with understanding who your reader is and, who, and understanding who your audience is and understanding the... Um, the market in which you are writing that headline uh, because it helps you if you're not familiar with you know all the other headlines that are being written out there if you're not familiar with the other products with the other blog posts um, you're, you're more than likely going to write something that's been written before you're gonna write something that's not going to stand out um, so first you have to have a firm understanding of, of um, who your reader is you have to have a firm understanding of your product and you have to have a firm understanding of your market and uh, Eugene Schwartz, he talks about this in his book, uh, Breakthrough Advertising, that there's like five stages of uh, market sophistication. And the first stage is, you know, in that stage, it's a stage in which there is zero, um, there is zero market um, saturation. So it's, it's a new product. It's a new um, uh, 
you know, so it's fresh. So you'd be able to write fresh. And so, like, if, for instance, if you had some sort, you could write a headline, like, build muscles anywhere. And you could get away with that. But clearly, we can't do that in this market because we're oversaturated with that stuff. So you have to move to the second um, stage, which says to take your promise to the next level. And this kind of involves, like, putting some sort of um, being specific. So you would say build muscles on, on, on almost every inch of your body. Um, that still is, you know, for that particular um, market is oversaturated. So you'd go to a third stage, which says you'd sort of lead with the mechanism and then make the promise second. So those first two were kind of making the promise prominent. Now we're going to make the promise secondary and talk more about the mechanism. So um, sticking with our muscle metaphor, we would say, you know, this 15-minute chair routine builds muscle on almost every inch of your body. And as you can kind of tell, they're getting more inflated sort of in the promises that they're making. There's more words there. They're being way more specific. Um, uh, but still yet you have two more stages to go to, which you take the mechanism to, like you, now you're sort of hitting the ceiling of believability. And you'd say, now build muscle tone in less than seven minutes a day. And so you're really kind of bumping up this uh, against the ceiling of credibility. Um, in order to get people's attention. And so the final stage, which the market has been saturated, it's been glutted with all these ideas, and people are sick and tired of hearing about all your different uh, newfangled you know, exercise programs. So then you would just kind of uh, cut to the chase, and you would identify specifically, specifically with the consumer and say something like, why some men are so skinny. And so you're not really even talking about fitness. You're not even really talking about how to build muscle. You're just talking about the inherent problem. So you're not making a promise, but you've gone all the way to just making talking about the problem. And so I like to work through those um, five stages when I'm thinking about a headline and um, you know thinking about the market that I'm in. And then so and 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 try to create something. You figure out what stage I'm in because most I think most. We're probably most product, most content that we talk about, we're at stages between probably stages two and five for most things. There's There are very few markets that are fresh and that are new, so you have to sort of begin in at least stage two, if not three. And very rarely are you going to work through all five of those stages just in your head, right, and come up with that perfect headline the first time. Probably the biggest lesson that I've learned about headline writing, and if I can impart one, one lesson for everybody to take away, is that writing headlines is as much about effort and sweat as it is about, you know, inspiration and eureka moments, right? It's, you know, my process for writing headlines is I love to take our PDF, How to Write Magnetic Headlines, which has template after template after template that's proven to have worked, and, and look at those for inspiration and then literally spend 15 to 20 minutes minimum, you know, with a scratch piece of paper or just an open Microsoft Word document, just writing out headlines. And I can't remember the last time that the first headline that I came up with was the one I used because I'm pretty sure it's never happened. You know, typically that's just kind of, it's like the ball of clay where all you do is you get your keywords in there, you kind of figure out what your, what your benefit's going to be, what the promise is, and then it's about, okay, what's the best way, how do I word that? You know, what's the best way to structure it? What are some of these other proven ways that people have done this and how do I take a proven way, match it up with the audience and get it to, to sound the best. And that's not just going to happen in your head. And so don't be intimidated, you know, and don't, you know, I'm, I guess I always thought that these great headlines, you know, you just kind of, people just conjured them up and they're just brilliant, you know, 
probably what's more more the case is they're just putting in more effort, more work, getting more iterations of it and having more to choose from. And that helps you to find the best one. Um, so with that said, Damon, if you have any uh, any final thoughts, we'll get ready to close up here with the first episode. Well, I'll just uh, add a, t- a piggyback on what you said about the magnetic headlines. You know, going through the like, you know, something like that where you have formulas or templates that you use will help you, for- will force you. Because I, I found, at least you know, in my experience, and found out with a lot of people that I've mentored, is that when they sit down to write, like, say, 20 headlines, they have an idea of the headline they want to write. Then they'll just write 20 variations of that headline, and um, and so it's it's it, it, they're not straying very far away from the path. Where what you need to do in order to land upon that killer headline is think wildly differently from each headline that you're writing. It's okay to like you know land on and make two or three variations of one, but go at a completely different direction. And that's what those templates help you do. Is they help you think about different areas. I mean, I use um, um, John Capel's book, uh, Tested. Uh, advertising methods, and he's got 39 templates in that and in, in the chapter on there. And I and invariably, I'll always come upon a better one. Like you said, it w- it'll never be the first idea that I had, but I'll come across one that just says, "Fit." This is the way I need to talk about this particular one, and that's the one that will work. So using those templates forces you to think further than you would if you just did it by yourself. Yep. And of course, don't forget to A-B test. You know, if you have a couple that you like, use Twitter to test them out. Put them out there, see which ones get more clicks. You can use Google Plus for the same thing. We will put the link for the show notes or link in the show notes to the uh, Magnetic Headlines PDF uh, that we have at Copyblogger. It's such a great resource with template after template that you can use. Everybody, thank you very much for listening. Uh, Again, this is Jared Morris here with Damian Farnworth. We will be back uh, with more useful content marketing advice on the next episode of The Lead. So I wish I was a slave to an age-old trade. Lord, have mercy on my rough and round.